What can't we get enough of? Find out next on Junk Food. Yeah, welcome to Junk Food, the podcast about junk food, where we rate and review mystery treats to determine which one will be the undisputed champion of snacks. I'm your host, Mike. Alongside me, as always, Alyssa. Hey, Dad. Hey, Liss. So, what do ticks and the Eiffel Tower have in common? Hmm, what do ticks and the Eiffel Tower have in common? Uh, I don't know. That's a good one. I have no idea. They're both parasites. They're both par. <laughs> Parasites. <laughs> uh, okay, I like that one. That was good. And that was a dad joke, a joke you tell to your dad. If you'd like to submit a dad joke for Alyssa to tell me on the show, you can send it in to us via X or threads or blue sky social at junkfeudpod or via email to junkfeudpod at gmail.com. Liss. Hey, yeah? that's my line. Liss. What? Welcome back once again to the world's yeatest podcast. The yeatest show on earth, very mid, giving them the ick, super bus, and hitting them with the riz each and every week. That's right. Liz, this is a big one. Yeah. Possibly the biggest one ever because, Alyssa, this is... A two-part show. A two-part episode. That's right. This is part one of the biggest showdown we've ever had on this program so Bro, far. Stop calling it that. <laughs> yeah. The Junk Feud program. Trying to be quirky. The podcast. Trying to be different. Liz, what? this is going to be a different show because it's a little bit different. Well, it's not really that different like than what you. we usually do. Excuse me. Yeah. You're just, you're trying real hard to lay it in today, aren't you? Yeah. Liz, like I said, it's a two-part episode. The only way that we could fit this much content into this podcast, because Liz, there's a lot to talk about. Why are we doing a two-part episode? Because it's like the biggest mashup we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, Liz, you want to just say it and tell people what we're doing. Hot Cheetos versus Takis. Hot Cheetos versus Takis, Alyssa. The That's namesake crazy. of the song, really the like the genesis of this show was us thinking, what snack could we pit against each other and actually determine which one was better? And it was Hot Cheetos versus Takis. That was kind of what we thought right off the bat, right? Wait, Dad, when you think Wait, of Liz. a Hot Cheeto, like if you saw a picture of it, what is like the picture you think of? What, what like, do like, I... Like you think of a Hot Cheeto and you think of... What do I visualize when yes. someone says Hot Cheeto? Like Hot Cheetos. Well, I think of an actual hot Cheeto, I guess, or maybe Chester Cheetah, but like slightly darker orange, like reddish almost. I think of that video of that like Nikocado avocado. Oh. That crazy guy that like eats so much when he's literally stuffing. Oh. Yeah, that's or pretty Matt gross. Matt Stoney. That's right. Matt Stoney ate that giant bowl of like many, 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 many bags of hot Cheetos and he oh. looked like he was in absolute agony because they're hotless. I mean, they're a spicy chip. That's the category that they fall into. Yeah. And that's why, of course, we have to do a double episode, a two-parter list, because this is like a huge snack. Yeah. Especially for your cohort, for kids your age. Kids my age love these. Snacks. Yeah. Hot Cheetos are a big deal. And Liz, speaking of big deals, when I was a kid, a two-part episode on television was a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. It was like there was too much to fit into a single episode. This is how you knew it was... Like, there was a lot going on. It was a multi-part episode. I'm thinking, who shot Mr. Burns on The Simpsons? Have you seen that? No. No, of course not. Uh, what else? The Menagerie? Star Trek, the original series? Mm. 
Yeah, no? No. The pilot of Lost? Oh. No. Imagination land on South Park. Uh, I'm not allowed to watch South Park. Hmm. Really? Well, actually, I have watched it, but <laughs> you guys told me not to. I told you not to watch South Park? Mom. Mom told you. Your mom told you not to watch mom. South Park. Yeah. Two-Face parts one and two on Batman the Animated Series list? No. No. The the bottle deposit on Seinfeld? No. The paintball episodes of Community? Liz, how about a five-parter, the Green Ranger saga on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? You've seen none of this. No. Have you ever seen a two-part episode of something? Jesse. There are two-part episodes of Jesse? There's a two-part Christmas. Sure, that counts. I think. <laughs> how about uh, on Saved by the Bell when they went to the beach club? What's that? What? I'm sorry, what? What's Saved by the Bell? You don't know what Saved by the Bell is. No. You've never seen an episode of Saved by the Bell. Zach and Slater and Kelly and Jesse and Screech and Lisa. Saved by the Bell? I've never seen this. The most important youth high school television show of all time, possibly. I mean, Is this I don't like know. actually what high school is like, though? Well, no, not at all. It's exactly. <laughs> then what's the point? It's entirely embellished. Well, maybe you would like my so-called life. I don't know what any of these are. Oh, my gosh. I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. I'm failing as a parent if you don't know what Saved by the Bell is, Alyssa. Zach and Kelly some forever. Some assembly acqu acquired is. What is some assembly required? It's like, I actually don't know. Okay. So you're doing <laughs> it's good. It's just a TV show. Well, Liz, I know what hot Cheetos are. And hey. That reminds me of this week's nap. Yeah. Up next on Junk Feud, it's flaming hot Cheetos. Liz, here's how this is going to work. We're going to do. Yum, yum, wow. So you're excited about this too, right? Kind of. I'm not excited for tomorrow though. Yeah, our stomachs are going to hurt a lot, I think, after this. We just have to be careful Moderate. and pace ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Everything in moderation, as someone smarter than me once said. Here's what I'm thinking, Liz. So me. Uh, Liz, we're going to do hot Cheetos this week. And then if they win, they will square off against Takis. Takis. Takis <laughs> next week. Uh -huh. Does that sound about right? So they still, hot Cheetos still have to get through Space Dunk Oreos today. What if they don't? Well, if they don't, then, I mean, Takis is still up next week <laughs> either way. But, you know, I do book this show, so I kind of like... We know who's going to win. I did this in in a specific order on purpose. Well, except for Space Dunk Oreos were not on the list. That was an Oreo rule invocation, so that was not planned whatsoever at all. No, that's true. And you know what? I don't think they're selling very well. Surprisingly not. Yeah, I don't think so, because I was at the store today, and there were like racks and racks and racks of them. And when we went to get the uh, yeah, the hot cocoa Oreos, those were like, those were really difficult to find. There was one pack on the shelves when that we got so it. That was so funny. It was literally just in the middle of a bunch of regular ones. Yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, Space Dunk Oreos already discounted online. You can get like a two-for-one deal if you buy them through Amazon. I've seen them in grocery stores and Speaking Walmarts and Targets. online ordering. Uh-huh. I just ordered a new, two new sweatshirts, and I'm so excited. Oh, wow. That's great. It says, pray the Lord on it. Pray the Lord? Uh-huh. I don't get it. Well, it's not like, don't worry, it's not anything religious. Well, I mean, it sounds religious because yeah, it, it says sounds praying like it, and the Lord. It's not, but it's And I wouldn't be worried cool, about that, but it's- It's such a cool sweatshirt. Why does it say, pray the Lord? Is it like the lyrics from Enter Sandman? No, it's just like- this one it's not like so, so i'm i'm looking at it's this like now shadow it looks like a splotch it's like a demon 
That's why it says pray the Lord because it's, it's like the opposite. It's like blue handprints and the yeah. outline and of a this like cartoon. Not one. quite tied. Why does it say pray the Lord? Where are these coming from? I don't know. And I got this one. Okay, I don't understand. <laughs> you shouldn't, Dad. Look, it's you with the sagging pants. I don't sag my pants, <laughs> and that doesn't look like me at all. That looks like an anime character. You look like an anime. I don't get it. For those of you at home, she's showing me two t-shirt, uh, sweatshirts, excuse me, that she bought online from some, I don't know. Alfred Eden. No-name store? Alfred Eden. I don't know what that is. It's the store brand. The store brand. The, the brand. Liz, here's the brand called Hot Cheetos. What's a Hot Cheeto, Alyssa? Um, It's like a puff chip. Well, it's a Cheeto that's spicy. Yeah, it's a crunchy, spicy snack. It's a like, Cheeto. It's just a hot Cheeto. It's a hot Cheeto. They are corn-based, crunchy cheese curls that are dusted with a proprietary flaming hot flavor powder. Yeah. So they're Cheetos, crunchy Cheetos, not the puffs, but crunchy Cheetos, extruded corn snacks that are puffed, but not puffed like a puff, that are cheesy flavored, but also flaming hot. You know what's so weird about the hot Cheetos? What's that, buddy? When you like open the bag, it smells like farts. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what else? Okay, I so- I had to experience that many times today. Oh, because you, <laughs> because you did the snack prep for the show and you opened all the bags. Yeah, I, I have noticed that specifically about Hot Cheetos, but also Lay's potato chips, mm-hmm. Planter's cocktail peanuts. There's a lot of snacks that are very like- And my protein shakes. Protein shakes for sure. They're very farty when you open them up. Mm-hmm. It's like weird. It. I, don't, like I don't understand that. Because they don't smell like like a, an individual Lay's chip or hot Cheeto or salted cocktail peanut does not smell like a fart, a flatus, if you will. You're Googling, why does a bag of Cheetos smell like a fart? That's gross. Why do my farts smell? Oh, that's not what I was reading. Yeah, so you can't be trusted with a Google search, apparently, either. It said, why do my farts smell after eating chips? That's gross. Liz, <laughs> can you keep it together, please? This is going to be a long episode. Are you sure? All right. So, Liz, just like we discussed with Coca-Cola when we said, do you know what the actual flavor profile of Coke is, of cola? And we determined that it's like vanilla and orange and cinnamon, basically. Mm-hmm. What's the actual flavor profile of Flamin' Hot, like Flamin' Hot Cheetos? Like cheese? Well, yeah. First of all, it's cheesy. Cheddar cheese is the predominant flavor because, you know, regular old Cheetos are cheesy. So, that's not what we're after here. What are we... Uh, what are we thinking? What else is in there? Um, MSG. Yeah, MSG, sure. That makes everything taste better, I think. Saltier, more umami. We've talked about that extensively on the show. Yeah. What else? Like a vinegary punch? Yeah, there's like a salty vine- vinegary punch. And that's from two specific uh, ingredients that are in Flamin' Hot Cheetos. It's sodium diacetate and citric acidless. And... Uh, it's, there's kind of an interesting thing that happens when you combine those two, where you get a little bit of salt and you get a little bit of like tang, and it sort of makes that vinegary, almost like buffalo saucy tang that you would get. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. It uh, makes you salivate, makes you want to eat more, right? Yeah. Well, what is the thing that actually makes them flaming hot, though? Probably like chili powder. Yeah, it's some sort of chili powder seasoning for flavor, right? Some cayenne, there's some added capsaicin in there for heat. That's the thing that makes peppers hot. Yeah. Right. So they're cheesy and they're salty and they're savory and they're tangy and they're hot. And they make my nose run. Yeah. That's another thing that uh, hot foods do. We're going to talk about the science of hot snacks next week. This week, we're going to talk, Alyssa, specifically about the history and invention of hot Cheetos because it's 
spoiler alert, Alyssa, a scandal. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, because it was a really feel-good story at first, and then some truth started leaking out, and then there was some embellishment. And Liz, uh, the creation myth of the Flamin' Hot Cheeto is one of the most fascinating tales that I've come across in culinary creation in recent memory. It's got everything, Alyssa. There is controversy, there are underdogs, rags-to-riches tales, street corn, corporate intrigue, Hollywood hit... Yeah, there's street corn. It's a big piece of this story. I know. Uh, Legit Hollywood hit makers. The list goes on, Alyssa. This is truly one of the most fascinating junk food creation myths of all of the times. Yes. So do you remember the story? Anything about it? Well, I remember that I fell asleep. Yeah, so we watched the movie, which we'll talk about. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the movie Flamin' Hot about the invention of the Flamin' Hot Cheeto, and you fell asleep for all but the last, I don't know, 10 minutes of it? I woke up at the part. It was so funny because I woke up and the guy was talking. It was this girl's voiceover, but he was like wording it, like lip reading it. Mm, sure. So that <laughs> the guy, Alyssa, that you're talking about is sort of the, the hero of this story, if you think about it that way. And his name was Richard Montañez. 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 Oh, that sounds like a like a spice. Montañez. Montañez. It does kind of sound like a spice. Well, Richard Montañez was a Mexican-American uh, son of immigrant parents born in Mexico. He was a high school dropout. He said that his greatest dream in life was to someday drive a garbage truck. That actually, that's a good life goal. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, if you think that, uh, if you think that there's really not anywhere for you to go and nothing for you to do and you will set your mind to it, sure. I mean, I feel like that's like, not something people do. Like, wouldn't that be like interesting to do? Well, it is an important job. Do you want to know? Uh, do you want to know something interesting? Your grandpa uh, rode on a garbage truck crew. I think one no, summer like, I for drive. a job. You want to drive the garbage truck? So most of the newer garbage trucks that are automated that have the little swing arm there are like a one-person crew. Our trash guy is just one guy who drives the truck by himself and loads up the cans and swings them into the back. I know the ones in New York aren't like that. Uh, really? Is that true? I, I, when we were- You've seen the guys riding on the back? Yeah, that makes sense. So Richard Montañez, who uh, used to pick grapes in a field, was like a, a migrant worker when he was a child, gets himself a job as a janitor at the Frito-Lay plant in Rancho Cucamonga, California, Alyssa. That's fun to say, isn't it? Good thing I didn't have to read that. Rancho Cucamonga. That's right. Uh, Cuc- shout out to... <laughs> Shout out to Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, executive vice presidents of All Elite Wrestling from Rancho Cucamonga. Oh, yesterday I learned about who are the religious people with the apple? <laughs> oh my goodness. Are you talking about Adam and Eve? Yes, I learned about them yesterday. And that talking about the young bucks, the professional wrestlers made you think about Adam and Eve, the religious people with the apple, as you say. Fascinating, probably. Uh, Alyssa. Yeah. It's 1976. Richard Montañez is 18 years old. He becomes a janitor at the Frito-Lay plant. And then like a few years later, a bunch of things happen all at once that end up changing his life. So in his telling of this story, uh, he saw some street vendors in his neighborhood, Lissa, that were sprinkling chili powder on corn on the cob and selling it like elotes, the Mexican, traditional Mexican snack, right? Oh, yeah. The red powder that they sprinkle on that is like a, a spicy chili powder. So it's like corn, but it's hot. Have you seen where people do that with fruit and they put like chamoy? I have, and it's very good. That's right. Yeah. There are all sorts of spicy snacks that uh, are traditional in Mexican culture or have been adapted for Mexican-American culture. And uh, at the same time, Lissa, the CEO of Frito-Lay, the Pepsi Corporation and Frito-Lay, which had merged, uh, announced to the workforce, including Richard Montañez, including the janitor force, 
janitor force, the uh, janitorial crew, I guess, that they were going to start pushing innovation down to the lowest levels of the company. And they were imploring everyone, not just the R&D scientists and executives, but truly anyone, even like we said, janitors to, in his words, act like owners, act like the CEO of the company, come up with new and exciting ideas for products. Now, here's the other thing that Montaigne says at the same time. He said, one of the Cheeto making machines at the plant malfunctioned, and it ended up spitting out a big batch of unseasoned Cheeto curls. So just the puffed corn, no cheese powder on them. Do you know what the cheese powder is called, Liz? Cheese. It's called Cheetle. We talked about that before. We did a little bit. That's right. Uh, So Montañez has this whole bag of unseasoned Cheeto curls, and he took it home with him, and he started experimenting with some seasonings that he and his wife, Judy, had uh, put together in their kitchen, and they tried to combine the Cheetos with the same type of chili powder from the elotes. They were figuring that corn snacks and corn on the cob were similar enough. Once he had this new recipe for what he called a hot chip or a hot Cheeto, he decided he had to make a pitch to the CEO. So his wife borrowed some marketing books from the local library and helped him put together a pitch that he then delivered to the CEO of Frito-Lay, a janitor, Alyssa, giving a briefing to the CEO uh, about his new Latin-inspired street food-based snack. Uh, Interestingly enough, Richard Montañez had to buy his first ever necktie for his pitch meeting. It was uh, three bucks from a thrift store, and his neighbor had to help him tie it because he didn't know how to tie a tie. Remember when we went to California, and they had this, like, I want to say, like, this Mexican truck. Okay. And they had, like, this Mexican food, and they had, like, a bunch of spicy chips, and then they had, like, the chamoy fruit stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's it? That's the whole story? Not a, it was good or I liked well, it. It, was, it was just like, there was this thing. It was good. Okay. So Liz, yeah. you know what else was good? What? Montañez's pitch to the CEO, because it was a hit. They loved it. They loved the Flamin' Hot Cheetos concept. They bought a bunch of them. They made Richard Montañez an executive in the company, from a janitor to an executive. And his creation, the Flamin' Hot Cheeto, became the company's hottest product. And the, <laughs> Get it? Hottest yeah, product? You know what? I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Good job, me. Uh, and then it was the pride of Latino snackers everywhere. And it was a big uh, happy ending and everyone rode off into the sunset. Latino. Yeah, Liz, do you know the only thing that's wrong with this story? That's not what happened at yeah, all. Yeah, it didn't really happen this way. Uh, not at all, actually, that's as far way. as we can tell. That's way, queen. Sway. Yeah, so Liz, for years, this was the creation myth around the Flamin' Hot Cheetos. It was this one guy, Richard Montañez, who was uh, inspired by his cultural heritage and Bro, street why foods. The, why does the wife get no say in this? Oh, she <laughs> does. She He gives her a lot of credit in the story. Uh, and, and it was a great story. The janitor that became an executive vice president, the cultural heritage of a minority group that gets catapulted to the national stage, the benevolence of this corporate snacking behemoth, all these things that people want to believe in. And uh, Richard Montañez was the poster boy for all of it. And it makes great sense. He's a dynamic speaker. To this day, list, he commands fees of up to like $50,000 a pop to tell his tale. That's so dumb. Well, I mean, that's what speaking fees are. Uh, He has written at least two memoirs. And in 2018, the former Desperate Housewife actress, Ava Longoria, was tapped to direct a movie about his life. That movie that we watched just last week on Disney Plus, Flamin' Hot. Oh, wow. Yeah. He runs a number of charities. He provides college scholarships to uh, underserved youths. I thought that said undeserved youths. This is underserved. No, they're very deserving. Uh, And all these things he actually does, and they are true and admirable. But the things that probably aren't true, Alyssa, that we found out later are that 
uh, first of all, Richard Montañez probably didn't actually invent Flamin' Hot Cheetos. He claims that he pitched his snack to Frito-Lay executives in either 1990 or 1992 in California. Um, there's two problems with those stories. First, if he does claim that it was 1990, the CEO that he says he pitched to did not work for the company in 1990. So you can scratch that right off. If it was 1992 in California, list, by that time, Frito-Lay already had Flamin' Hot Cheetos the product, the actual product, circulating in test markets in the Midwest. Mm. So that kind of... Uh, what about 1991? <laughs> that's just the year in between. He doesn't He doesn't say he did anything in that year. But like, what if it was and he was just kind of off? Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, there was some really good investigative journalism done about this that sort of disproves um, or at least casts a shadow on a lot of the things that he said. That's right. It was a bombshell uh, Los Angeles Times article from 2010. 21 and the la times investigative reporting kind of tells this story list uh in 1989 there was a newly minted mba her name was lynn greenfield and she worked for frito-lay she was assigned to develop a brand of spicy snacks because corporate uh, r&d personnel for frito-lay in plano texas including this guy named fred Lindsay, who was a former chicago salesman Chicago. Yeah, that's right. They had been telling the company that they needed to get into the spicy snack business because it was a market segment that they were not producing for. And they wanted to compete with the spicy snacks that were sold in the inner city bodegas in Midwestern. 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 I sound like I'm uh, a kiwi. Big pick. You're a kiwi. I love kiwi. Put the. No, that's a fruit. I was talking about a person from New Zealand. Oh. Put the Cheetos in the big pick like that. Uh. <laughs> You're a kiwi. Shout out, I love kiwi. shout out to Doughboys. Oh, I love you too, bud. Oh no. So, so here's the thing: there were these spicy snacks that were very popular in these inner city markets in places like Chicago and Detroit. And uh, so Greenfield took that idea and uh, got a proprietary spice blend from the spice maker McCormick that year, 1989, uh, and she put it on Cheetos and Fritos and I want to say Doritos as well. And they called the snacks Flamin' Hots, and then Greenfield uh, developed the branding materials for them as well. And by August of 1990, Flamin' Hot Cheetos, Fritos, and Lay's chips were all on stores in, uh, on store shelves, I should say, in Chicago and Detroit and Cleveland and Houston. So that predates Richard Montañez by about two years. Uh, by 1991, there is actual evidence of this. There's internal marketing videos about them made by the company. And by 1992, there was already a nationwide rollout. So... Yeah, that's right. Montañez says he pitched to the CEO of Frito-Lay in 1990, but that guy didn't start working there till the end of 91. And by that time, it was already about half a year uh, since Flamin' Hot Cheetos had been on store shelves. So what happened after that, Liz? Mm, well, nothing. <laughs> nothing, really. Not for a long time, anyway, because uh, this was just the way that snacks were made in big corporations. A company would identify a market opportunity, they would a assign a task to a team, and then they would launch a product. It was business as usual. What changed was uh, when Montañez, who did actually have success in the California plant, that part of the story is not in question, began to promote his alleged role in the development of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. It was the early 2000s, and the story list was really, really good. Uh, it was a feel-good story about a guy who rose from nothing to something. People loved it. He was a great speaker, and it kind of went viral, and he became famous and rich. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the story and the legend grew and nobody knew that it wasn't true except people that worked at Frito-Lay. But most of those people that originally developed the products like Lynn Greenfield had already retired or left the company by then. 
So there was really nobody around to doubt the story that Montañez was saying. And no good lawyers yet. And no good judges like Judge Judy. <laughs> what does Judge Judy have to do with this? She's a judge. She's a judge? Yeah. So Liz, what happened was, uh, it was 2018. Lynn Greenfield just happened to be reading Esquire.com. And there was a blog post about Richard Montañez and his story about inventing hot Cheetos. And when Greenfield probably the actual inventor of Hot Cheetos, saw that, she called up some of her old friends at Frito-Lay and said, do you know that there's this guy from Rancho Cucamonga who's claiming that he invented our snack? And uh, those old friends put her in touch with the legal department at Frito-Lay. 2019, Frito-Lay does an internal investigation, but amidst all that, Montañez, instead of actually facing the investigation, just retires from the company before the results were made public. Girlfriend. So he was, he kind of, I guess, saw the writing on the wall and got out of there pretty quick. Um, Since then, the company has actually made a number of public statements, and they said that they don't give Richard Montañez any credit for the invention of Flamin' Hot Cheetos or any other products in that line. Uh, They say he wasn't involved in the test market release of Flamin' Hot Cheetos in the Midwest, and uh, that his story is an urban legend. So that's ouch to that last one there, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Liz, uh, Montañez claims he invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos in 1992. What else was going on in 1992, Alyssa? Boutrous, Boutrous, golly, (laughs) became Secretary General of the United Nations. Boutrous, Boutrous, Boutros, golly, according to Ali G. Go on. The first Nagorno-Karabakh war broke out. <laughs> Nagorno-Karabakh. They just had another one a couple of years ago. Oh. Yeah. Russia and the U.S. formally declared to end the Cold War. That's right. That was and a then, big deal. Wait. Never mind. What are we waiting for? I was, I was going to say something, but I'll have to talk to you after the show about that. Good idea. LA broke out in riots uh-huh. after the Rodney King beating trial. Yeah, that was a big deal. Can't we all just get along, Rodney King said. Oh. um, Norgia. <laughs> Noriega. Noriega went to prison and uh-huh. Escobar escaped. Yeah. <gasps> That's not good. Yeah, Escobar escaped from prison. Michael Jordan led the dream team to a basketball gold medal at the Olympics. That was a big deal. Wait, basketball Olympics? Yeah, the basketball plays in the Summer Olympics. They actually? Yes. Why would I lie about that? Wait, actually, I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. Hurricane Andrew ravaged, ravaged, ravaged. Uh Uh-huh. Florida and Louisiana. Uh Uh-huh. Sinead O'Connor tore up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. Sinead O'Connor, that's right. RIP to everyone. (laughs) Well, Sinead O'Connor did not like the Pope. Selena Gomez was born and Sam Kinison died. Sam Kinison. Oh, oh, you you know. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's what he said. Well, he said it a little louder than that. You've never seen Sam Kinison, Ah. have you? (laughs) Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Very good. Anyway, it's pretty easy to dunk on Richard Montanez. I've said his name about 30 times already. Montanez. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easy to dunk on uh, Richard Montanez now for probably lying about, well, like almost everything related to his story. But there is some truth uh, in there somewhere. And he genuinely seems like a good and charitive man with a positive message for his community. So even though the Midwest product launch predates his invention claim, the way that the Frito-Lay company was structured in the early 90s was such that it's, you know, actually possible that the California plant where he worked was not aware of what the Midwest team was doing. And he probably could have created a similar product unknowingly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
He also did likely have a hand in developing similar products later, according to some company records, like uh, Flamin' Hot Popcorn. And a lot of his story is remarkably similar to the development of a product line called Sabrositas, which was a similar line of spicy snacks. Yeah. So he really was a corporate director at the end of his career. uh, And he was one of the best marketing executives around, according to Frito-Lay. And he really did start as a janitor. So it was a good story. But the story wasn't good because he invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos, because he probably didn't. Exactly. Right. And there's this weird uncomfortable thing too, where like a big corporation that has a ton of money and a lot of lawyers might be trying to erase the accomplishments, whether they were real or fabricated of a minority community leader. So that kind of stings a little bit too. We generally don't want to side with the giant corporations. Yeah. Yeah. But again, there is like almost no evidence or little evidence anyway that Montañez actually did what he claims to do. But Liz, I bet that he really, really wished he had invented Flamin' Hot Cheetos because they are a super popular snack. You told me your friends are so into Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Yeah, they ate the whole bag. Yeah, the spoiler alert, they ate the entire bag that we were going to use for the show today, yesterday, and I had to run out to the store today to get more. Alyssa, the salty snack industry is about $600 billion a year. The salty and spicy snack segment of that has grown by more than 12% in just the past four years, and more than half of Americans claim that they have tried a Flamin' Hot Cheeto. That's pretty good. Whoa. Yeah, there's a delivery app called GoPuff that says that uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos were America's most popular delivered snack three years in a row. Katy Perry list dressed as a Flamin' Hot Cheeto for Halloween. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah, and she had a little Flamin' Hot Cheeto uh, handbag with her. That was pretty cool. There are co-branded Flamin' Hot Cheeto makeup kits. There are Flamin' Hot Cheeto shoes from Puma. Uh, Kids on TikTok eat them for breakfast in homeroom, Alyssa, at school. Yeah. That's pretty gross. This has actually led to a number of schools banning Flaming Hot Cheetos. This started in 2012. uh, And they cited, among other things, that the teachers and janitors were tired of cleaning red and orange fingerprints off of their books and desks. Do you have like Cheeto fingers uh, that you get all over your school books and desk? Well, we're not really allowed to eat in class unless the teacher gives it to us. I don't think the teachers are giving you guys Flaming Hot Cheetos, right? They give us candy. Okay, well, that's good. (laughs) Well, they give us candy in my fourth period class because we're not a very good class, so when (laughs) we are good, we get rewarded. Well, that's nice. I mean, you have to find ways to motivate your students, right? Yeah. Candy always motivated me, as you can tell. Well, I don't really like candy. That's true. You don't. You're not a big candy aficionado. It's really too much for me, but I'm always a good kid. But if it was Hot Cheetos, then maybe, right? That just sounds weird to have in the middle of class. For a teacher to walk up and hand you a hot Cheeto. She's like, here, you want a Cheeto? Yeah, that is kind of weird. You're right. (laughs) You know what else is weird, Alyssa? What? All the memes of hot Cheetos. The girl that's looking longingly at a hot Cheeto pizza. Uh, The grocery list that's just all hot Cheetos. Oscar Isaac, Alyssa, standing next to a bunch of cold medicine eating hot Cheetos with chopsticks. You, Alyssa, eat hot Cheetos with chopsticks. Yeah, I know. I used to. And then it started getting too... I started to become too lazy to go over to the drawer and get them out. Oh, my God. Well, congratulations on your official transition to teenage years. Too lazy to pick up chopsticks. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Lisa, there was a hot Cheeto turkey. Mm. Like a real thing, too. Reynolds, the the brand that makes aluminum foil and plastic wrap, has a recipe online for a hot Cheeto-crusted turkey for Thanksgiving. And it it looks absolutely horrifying. Uh, And then there's the story of a person... Alyssa, whose name is Sunday Nobody. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Sunday Nobody, an artist who in 2022 built a $12,000 concrete sarcophagus, Alyssa, and in the middle uh, suspended a resin cast bag of hot Cheetos to preserve it in perpetuity for future generations. There's a little plaque commemorating it and everything. Could you eat them? 
Well, I guess eventually, if you really wanted to, you could bust it open and carve through the resin and take the hot Cheetos out because they're hermetically sealed in there. Whoa. Liz, uh, of course, a sarcophagus is where you might end up if you eat too many hot Cheetos. Is that? Well, a, a, a sarcophagus is like a big coffin because it could kill you if you eat too many hot Cheetos is what I'm saying. True. Yeah, they're not good for you. They're uh, a snack food that's full of salt and fat and chemicals and the spicy seasoning, Alyssa, can have some nasty side effects actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the biggest one is that it's dyed bright red, which makes for an awkward situation when it leaves your body one way or another. People have uh, thought that they were vomiting up blood or uh, otherwise bleeding from a number of bodily orifices, Alyssa. Like your butt. Yeah, that's right. That's what was implied there. Thanks for saying it out loud. Uh, it also causes acid reflux or in rare cases, ulcers, which are not pleasant. Alyssa, the rapper Lil Xan, apparently a real person, uh, claimed that he had to be hospitalized after his stomach ruptured because he ate too many hot Cheetos. Oh, I've actually, I have a small story about this. Okay. So. Me and mom had to go to the doctor once because my stomach was hurting really bad. Uh-huh. And it was because, like, this was when I was, like, really into spicy food. Wow. And, like, when I was eating a lot of it, like, the hot wings and stuff. Yeah. And so when we went to the doctor, he said that I was going to have, I was going to start having, like, really bad problems in, like, my stomach. I don't know what it was called, but. Sure. He said that I was going to have, if I, like, kept eating those, I was going to have, like, really bad problems with my stomach and I was like not be able to eat them. Oh my gosh. So you were one of the kids that ate too many hot Cheetos and got sick and had to go to the doctor. And now I like cannot eat anything spicy anymore. It just like makes me. Wow. So not just an urban legend, an actual thing that happened to a real person, uh, the one sitting next to me in the studio. Yeah. Liz. Don't eat too many hot Cheetos, kids. <laughs> well, we're about to eat a bunch of these, actually. I know. I'm, I'm about to, like, vomit. Uh, media outlet Vice, Alyssa, tried to goad some actual doctors into saying how many hot Cheetos they thought it would take to kill you, but none of them would take the bait. Uh, suffice to say, it's a lot, like more than a few bags. Well, that's a good thing. But they definitely do make your stomach hurt. Like, when I eat hot Cheetos, I'm in actual physical pain later. You know what doesn't hurt, though, Liz? The Hot Cheetos and Takis song. The Hot Cheetos and Takis song. The whole reason we're doing this two-part episode, because we heard that song and we were like, yo, this song is dope. I want to eat. Hot Cheetos and Takis. Hot Cheetos and Takis. Go ahead. Sing it. Hot Cheetos and Takis. Hot Cheetos and Takis. Uh, I forget it. All these Hot Cheetos That's right. Uh, Liz, this was a song that was released in 2012 by a group called YN Rich Kids, uh, who now go by the name just Da Rich Kids with two Z's at the end. Uh, this was a group of actual children, Alyssa, from a Minneapolis after school program called Beats and Rhymes, which was like, you know, you go and hang out with your friends after school at the local YMCA and you make rap albums. And they were really well produced. Uh, that there was a dance to that, like a TikTok dance. Uh, Rolling Stone in 2012, Alyssa called it the jam of the summer. And I would say it is accordingly adorable. You love it. Yeah. I love it. These are children. Uh, they are rapping and really well, actually, at that, about all types of snacks, buying snacks with their allowance, what kinds of snacks they like. Oh, doesn't it say your stomach hurts in it? That's right. Uh, they, they also talk about how the snacks pair well with beverages like lemonade brisk which I haven't thought about in a long time. Uh, and of course, why hot Cheetos and Takis are the best snacks around. So these are my types of people. So uh, shout out to Dame Jones and the rest of the rich kids. Dame, Dame Jones. That's right. Uh, Lissa, also my kind of people. Would you say Hollywood types are our kind of people? Oh, th- wait, can I say the part I was thinking of? Yeah, please do. Got my fingers stained red and I can't get, can't, and I cannot get them off me. Remember that part? Yeah, of course. That was my favorite part. I mean, that's the universal experience of eating too many hot Cheetos. 
Oh. Getting the Cheeto fingers. Orange Fanta and Takis. There you go. Orange Fanta and Takis. Maybe we'll try an Orange Fanta and Takis on the Takis episode. We don't have any lemonade brisk today. We've just got some yeah, water do. to cleanse the palate. I think we actually do. From no, well, summer, the blue and yellow. Yeah, we have lemonade I think, brisk. I think we have those from a summer pool party. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that can't be good, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe actually, it's in a can. Actually, summer wasn't that long ago. Yeah, well... All right, I'll tell you what. Uh, we'll check the fridge after the show, and if they are there, we'll try it. We'll try it on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, Liz, uh, we watched the movie Flamin' Hot. Yes, it came out in 2023. It's the allegedly true story, but again, we know probably not true uh, of Richard Montañez and the invention of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. It had a bit of a tricky development, Alyssa, because the movie was optioned in 2018 when Montañez was at the peak of his popularity, but then it wasn't produced and released until after 2021 when the LA Times wrote its expose. So bless you. Thank you. So the movie was sold as a true story, even though by then everybody knew that it wasn't Liss. And we watched it. Uh, well, you watched 10 minutes of it. What did you think of it? It was pretty funny. It was, it was, pretty, it was funny. pretty funny. It was a well-made film. There were some odd moments. There were a few things that you could tell were like shoehorned in as rewrites after they realized that uh, Montañez's story probably was not true and there would be a whole bunch of holes in it. So you could you could kind of tell where they tried to uh, wedge some things in there to sort of hedge their bets. But I will say, Liz, the artistry of it was, was very interesting because for a streaming-only movie made by a first-time director uh, with a small budget and a, I won't say mostly unknown cast, but like not really an A-list cast, um, it was surprisingly good. I enjoyed it a lot. Your mom liked it quite a bit grammy liked it we all watched it together also there's a rack zoom like the jaws shot that i love <laughs> so is there anything else that you liked about it you like the little kid right his little son who uh oh yeah who they use as like a, a test pilot for the new hot cheetos and they keep feeding him all the new mixtures and he keeps saying it burns it burns it burns it burns good it burns real good he was funny would you say that this is your favorite movie Alyssa? Um, probably not. No, but do you know what's my favorite part of this show? Other ingredients. Alyssa reads the ingredients. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Let's hear what's in Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Enriched cornmeal, cornmeal, ferrous sulfate, niacin, thiamine mononitrate, riboflavin, folic acid, vegetable oil, corn, canola, and or sunflower oil, flaming hot seasoning, maltodextrin made from corn, salt, sugar, monosodium glutamate, yeast extract, citric acid, artificial color, red 40 lake, yellow 6 lake, yellow 6, yellow 5, sunflower oil, cheddar cheese, milk, cheese culture, salt, enzymes, onion powder, whey, whey pro protein concentrate, garlic powder, natural flavor, butter, buttermilk, sodium diacetate, sodium or disodium inosate, disodium guanylate, and, and salt. Yeah, Contains that's right. Milk ingredients. So there's a lot of stuff in there that's, uh, you know, doing a fair amount of work. Uh, MSG, salt, cheddar cheese, citric acid, sodium diacetate, all that stuff that we talked about earlier. So this is a hot chip list with some onion powder and some garlic powder. You ready to try them? So let's get to the rules of the game. Junk Feud is a culinary clash to see which treat will be crowned the undisputed champion of snacks. It's a King of the Mountain style battle in which the reigning champ takes on a new challenger each week to see which snack reigns supreme. And Alyssa. Yes. The reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks is. 
Space Dunk Oreos. Space Dunk Oreos. You know that old adage, Alyssa, about how any team can beat any other team on any given Sunday? Have you ever heard that before? Yeah. Yeah, it's a football thing. There was this football movie called Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino and Jamie Foxx in it. The inches we need are all around us. You ever heard that speech? Like when you go to a, a pro sports game and they're they're playing that up on the big screen? Yeah. Right, exactly. Anyway, I think that's what happened last week is I 100% expected mozzarella sticks to beat Space Dongorios and become the new reigning defending undisputed champion of snacks. But Alyssa, the batch we got from Applebee's just was not good enough to win on that day. Yeah. Mozzarella sticks are great. Well, we just got unlucky and thus the champ retains, Alyssa. Such is life. Anyway, today we're trying flaming Hot Cheetos, Alyssa, the controversial original. Yes. Oh my goodness. What's this? Can it be? It is. We've got we've got all the other flaming Hot Cheetos varieties lists. Oh, all the ones that are available at the store right now. There are a lot. Taquitos.net says there are 56 different varieties of flaming Hot Snacks. Now, that includes a bunch of stuff that isn't a Cheeto. Uh, Thrillist tried 16 different varieties across a number of different categories. Rhett and Link from Good Mythical Morning tried the 32 versions that were available to them a year ago when they recorded their gut check video. About 7 million people have watched that since then. Can you believe it? It's crazy. Anyway, they liked flaming Hot Cool Ranch Doritos the best. Uh, we don't have those today because it's a Dorito, not a Cheeto. We just got the Cheetos branded stuff, Liz. Yes. So are you ready? Yes. Well, then in that case, it's crunch time. Crunch time. We rate our snacks using a tier list from sprinkles to fun dip. Sprinkles to fun dip. So snacks can be graded A, B, C, D, or F with the very best treats earning the elusive S tier ranking. The following contest is scheduled for one serving. One serving. And it's for the undisputed championship of junk food. Listen, we don't have any of the packages here because there were just too many bags. To bring so up here I to open up. So I put a nice little tray together. That's right, you did. You put a nice little tasting platter together for us. We've got our uh, our eighth sheet tray here, or quarter quarter sheet tray, I guess. Excuse me. And inside you each, the pretzels everywhere. I noticed that. Uh, inside each oh, little smells. metal ramekin, we have here one of each kind of flaming hot Cheetos product that was available to us at stores this week. So we have. Uh, I I like that you've labeled here on the post-it note OG flaming hot. So those are the original Flamin' Hot Cheetos. And then we have two different kinds of crunchy cheese curls. We have Flamin' Hot Cheetos Limon, which has a little bit of lime flavor to it. And then Flamin' Hot Cheetos Tangy Chili Fusion, which we've had before and are a very interesting flavor profile. Then we have two types of Flamin' Hot Cheetos popcorn. Uh, This is a tribute to Richard Montanez, who the Frito-Lay company does credit in part with the... uh, marketing plan for Flamin' Hot Cheetos popcorn. So we have original Flamin' Hot Cheetos popcorn. And then this one is really interesting, Liz, and I'm looking forward to this a lot. Flamin' Hot popcorn with cinnamon sugar. Mm. I'm interested to see how that works out. That smelled really good when I opened it. It did. It smelled really nice. Uh, And then we have Flamin' Hot Cheetos puffs. So those are the big cheese puffs, like the styrofoam packing peanut style, but with Flamin' Hot seasoning on them. And you can see, Alyssa, those things are bright red. They're coated yeah then there are flaming hot cheetos hot fries which i didn't know that those were the cheeto brand well there is a cheeto brand yeah so the i don't know if it's the original but the one i know from when i was a kid was andy caps hot fries which the the mascot of which was an old i think king i want to say king features syndicate sunday morning comic strip in the newspaper kind of thing oh maybe it is chester's then yeah so these are chester's 
Uh, we've obviously had, there's a lot of different types of hot fries. Oh, the no, Andy these caps, are the ones I was thinking Yeah, you're of. looking at Andy Caps. Those are the ones that I remember as well. You used to be able to get them for like a quarter in a vending machine. I We used to get these a lot at the boardwalk. Oh, yeah, there you go. And then, of course, Liz, we have the newest addition, uh, the Flamin' Hot Cheetos Pretzels. Now, these are not Cheetos at all. In fact, they are just pretzels with Flamin' Hot seasoning on them, but they're branded as Cheetos, so we're going to try them. I like all the packaging for these, Liz. Yeah. Each one is distinct. Each one has Chester Cheetah on it, except there's fire coming out of his mouth. Now, we saw in the movie, the original packaging for these was sort of like a big clear bag with some red and blue uh, lettering on it. And there was like a little devil with a little pitchfork yeah. as a mascot, like pre-Chester Cheetah here. So those were nice too. Uh, but I do like the packaging. Now, by the look of these things, Liz, all of these are... Intimidating. <laughs> intimidating. Yeah. They are really, really red. Uh, and they look like they are hot and spicy and will burn our mouths. And they probably will. Yeah. You said when you opened the bags, they all smelled pretty farty. Yeah. What do they smell like now? Now that they're like out and we're wafting. They just are you getting smell anything? Like, just like seasoning. Yeah, it's it's funny. The original Flamin' Hot Cheetos smell cheesy. They do smell a little bit cheesy. I'm not even picking up much of the the spice from them just from smelling them. I, I get a little bit of it. There's a little bit of like a nose tingle from the puffs. Oh, those ones, they have a really cheesy scent, the pretzels. Now, the tangy chili fusion seems to have like a deeper... Like a lime. Yeah, it does. It does have like a tangy flavor. Let's smell the lim the limon too. Tangy chili fusion and limon smell similar. Tangy chili fusion is sort of a deeper, earthier uh, scent and limon has a little bit of that cheesiness in there. And I'm guessing that hot fries are just going to smell hot because I don't think they have any cheesy flavor to them. I don't know, maybe a little bit of cheese. And then of course the cinnamon sugar popcorn smells really good because it smells like cinnamon, which I like a lot. Yeah. So are you ready to try these out, Liz? Let's start with the right. Yeah. I think what we should do is start with the regular and then the variations of those and then try the puff in the middle and then the fries and then the popcorns and then the pretzel. How's that sound? All right. So let's try the OG here. Now, each of us has grabbed a Cheeto. They look like, yours looks like a sock. Yeah. Sort of. Uh, I don't know. What a does mine y? look like? Mine looks like a Y. It's kind of ugly. Yeah. Misshapen, malformed a little bit. Anyway, these are just crunchy Cheeto puffs. Wow. Good crunch on yours there. Oh, it's coming in. You're making a face. I hate the burn. There Ugh. is a burn. It's, and it's, it's interesting because it's a slow burn. It's like a back of the throat burn and not a front of the tongue burn, you know? Like sometimes you'll eat a hot wing and it just gets you right up front. And then sometimes you'll have a sauce with like maybe a habanero or something that sort of lingers and hangs around on the back of your palate. You're already reaching for the water. So let's, I like these a lot because they're crunchy and salty. So they got crunchy salt going for them. The MSG is doing a lot of work with a big umami punch right up front, like a big savory profile. And then the heat kind of slowly builds and lingers. And the heat is not offensively bad. Like these are spicy and probably you shouldn't eat a lot of them, but it's not going to knock you off your feet or anything like that. I'd say this is like a medium spicy, like on the, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, mild to Inferno or whatever. On is the this, red hot scale. Yeah, this is kind of like, uh, this is kind of like medium. Yeah. But they're good. These are really good. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, let's do limon next, huh? Yeah. Because I want to see how the subtle addition of lime really amps these up because that's a very traditional Mexican snack flavor profile, which is chili and lime. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk about next week with Takis. For me, I don't really get a difference. Or really? At least that big of a difference. See, I get a big citrus punch right up front. 
And it is distinctly lime. It's not like a lemon flavor. Mm-mm. If I got these like mixed together, I would not be able to tell the difference. Wow, really? So I think I can tell if we were going to do a blind taste test, I think I would be able to tell the difference because I do detect the lime right up front. Can't really smell the difference. They just smell, they smell cheesy. They smell a little bit like feet. Yeah. (laughs) Are your fingers getting red yet? A little bit. A little. The problem with these is that the- They stink. Yeah, the powder is so red and so heavily coated on these when they're tumbled that if you lick your fingers or get them wet at all when you put the snack into your mouth, it just builds up this cake of red powder on your fingers. So I'm starting to sympathize with those teachers. Okay. So those were good too. <laughs> well, ration your water there, kiddo. Uh, let's try the tangy chili fusion because these are... What does ration mean? Uh, it means like spread it out over time a little bit at a time in this case. So we'll try the tangy chili fusion. And I don't know what to expect here. I have had these before, but I don't really remember what they were like. I've oh. never had these. Oh, wow. These are good. They are good. They've got like... um. I want to say almost like a tomatoey flavor to them. They taste like one of the Taco Bell sauces. Yeah, and then peppery, but not just the like not just the hot peppery cayenne flavor like Flamin' Hot has. This is more like um I don't know like a few different varieties of a fresher tasting pepper, mm. not just like a pepper approximation. I like them too. I don't know if I would want them all the time. I feel like those are like a few kind of snack. Yeah, that's right. That would be a sometime snack for us. Like if you're mindless munching, go OG. Yeah, probably that's the right answer there, I think. So anyway, we tried the the three Cheetos Crunchy Curls. Let's try the Puffs next. And I'm dreading these because these look like it's just going to be- I've had these before. It looks like it's just going to be all heat and no nuance. So it's interesting, Liz. The sound is different on those. It's less of a deep crunch and more of like a, I don't know, like a crispiness. Mm. There's not much to these. Mm-mm. They're not as spicy as I thought they would be, but still. Yeah, they've got a little bit of that heat that that kind of kicks in in the back of your throat. There's not, there's like, a, there's not the same kind of cheddar flavor as on the crunchy ones. Mm-mm. This seems a little bit more artificial, and I think that's probably a function of the texture too, because the puff texture is very much like, like we said earlier, styrofoam packing peanut kind of thing. Yeah. So these are not bad, but I think if I was eating puffy snacks, probably I would just keep the regular ones. Over the flaming Hot? I don't know. They're good, though. I mean, the flaming Hot seasoning is good overall. So now let's try it on the hot fries to see if this form factor does anything different. So these look like, obviously, little extruded puffs, generally in the shape of shoestring french fries, but they're crispy and airy and light. These are really good. I like the fries because they're not as coated. Yeah, very snackable. A slightly lighter coating of the seasoning on the outside than the curls, and definitely less than the puffs. Or at least it looks that way anyway. The texture is doing a lot here because they're very, very crispy, but very, very airy as well. Okay, my fingers are full on red now. Mostly just my fingers. Yeah, listen, I'm going to call an audible. Let's do the pretzels next. Stick with crunchy stuff before we get into the two popcorns. Okay, so these are... Oh, gee. Wow, you got a really red one. So this is interesting. These are small pretzels, like the kind you might see in a snack mix, like a Chex mix, but they're cut in half, it looks like. So they've got sort of a flat side that's the interior crumb of the pretzel. And I think that is to make the coating adhere more, the flavor. Because if you look, it's really dark on this side where the cuts, where the cut face is. But then on the side that's just the exterior pretzel, like the burnished brown part, the coating, the seasoning doesn't seem to stick too well to that. Oh. It's like a weird... I don't know if I that works. I don't think it works, the cheese and the pretzel. Like, usually cheese and pretzel works, but not this kind. Yeah, because you're getting sort of that um, that baked 
toasty flavor that you get with a pretzel? (laughs) Your mouth is on fire, huh? Well, let's finish this up with the popcorns, because I don't think either of us like the pretzels that much. I probably, if these were sitting out, I would still eat them, but I don't think they're the right delivery factor for this, uh, delivery vehicle for this. All right, I'm not looking forward to the popcorn. (laughs) Your bracelet is dinging off the ramekins there. I'm not looking forward to the popcorn, because I think... The popcorn is going to make me, as I chew it, inhale the powder and it's going to burn my throat. Yeah. Yeah, and that does happen a little bit. This is good, though. This is better than I thought. Cheese and popcorn works, obviously. Spicy popcorn works. The problem, I think, here is that the ratio of seasoning to snack is a little bit off. Oh, I just got a... Oh, man, I did exactly the thing I said I didn't want to do. I inhaled some of the dust off the popcorn. You've got it stuck in your teeth. I've got it stuck in the back of my throat. Oh, it's good, but like, oh, you're going right into the cinnamon sugar one already? I guess that's kind of like the dessert. Yeah, the problem I'm having with the popcorn is that the popcorn dissolves. Oh, you are munching away on the flaming Hot Cinnamon Sugar. Well, let me try one. Don't take the whole thing. So these look like the coloring on them is a little bit different. The regular popcorn is a little bit more pink. These are a little bit more red and brown, which I'm guessing is from the cinnamon sugar. That's weird. It's like the artificial cinnamon sugar popcorn flavor. Like you usually get the sort of smart food bags around Christmas time. That's, you know, what I'm talking about. But it's got a little bit of heat to it. And it's not the cinnamon candy heat like we talked about on the Valentine's Day show list with the uh, cinnamon hearts, cinnamon imperial hearts, that sort of like red hot flavor. It's like actual cinnamon. And they're helping cool down the flavoring, the burn. Yeah, again... You ate them all. I think as the popcorn dissolves, Liz, it leaves not much for the flavoring to stick to, and you're just left with a big mouthful of hot powder. But I get, again, we're being extremely critical here because that's our job. All of these are good. Flamin' Hot is a great seasoning, but it works with some snacks better than others. Does that sound about right? I think so too. Uh, Liz, let's hit the bliss point. What do you think, kiddo? Remember, our definition of the bliss point was, uh, in food science, the perfect combination of sugar, fat, and salt that satisfies you but still leaves you hungry for more. I think, I think Flamin' Hot Cheetos have, a, have an impressive bliss point. Yeah. All right. What do you think? I'm going OG for the dub. Yeah, I think the original Flamin' Hot Cheetos are the best. Tangy Chili Fusion is probably the second best. I'm going Cinnamon Sugar after. Oh, okay. I'm going OG, the Cinnamon Sugar. Wow. The limon, tangy fusion, hot fries, regular popcorn, puffs, pretzels. That's a good list. I'd say OG Flamin' Hot, tangy chili fusion, hot fries, popcorn, limon, cinnamon sugar, puffs, and then pretzels. Mm. And towards the end there, they're all all pretty much the same except the pretzels, which I think are dragging up the rear. But Liz, I want to know what you're- (laughs) Wouldn't it be dragging down the rear? Dragging the wagon? That's right. Uh, Liz- I want to know your score from Sprinkles to Fun Dip for the OG Flamin' Hots. Because that's the one we like the best. And I know what I think about that. And it may surprise you, actually. I'm going to go S tier. Yeah, I am too, Liz. I think... <laughs> uh, the, really the youth of America, Alyssa, are right. Flamin' Hot Cheetos are amazing. The rich kids had it. We can't get enough of Hot Cheetos and Takis. Specifically Hot Cheetos. They are S tier. This is an amazing snack. It really, really is. Your tummy hurts already. I can see you like doubled over in pain here just from a handful of flaming Hot Cheetos. I had like 10 total. So, Liz, um, what do you think? 
double S tier rank for the Hot Cheetos. I don't think this was ever in doubt. They're really, really good. This is like food science to the extreme. New champ. You're winner and new. Yeah, that's right. You're winner and new. Reigning, defending, undisputed champion of snacks. Flaming Hot Cheetos. I don't think this was ever in doubt. No. They're so good. And it also sets up the big prize fight for next week. Uh, this was not a mistake, obviously. Liz, there is no Oreo rule this week. Uh, we had too many flaming Hot Cheetos to eat anyway, and the new Oreos haven't been announced yet. So let's just do the thing we do every week and ask a very important question. Can you deep fry this week's snack? Will it deep fry, Alyssa? Um, well, these are already deep fried. Yeah. Yeah, Hot Cheetos are already deep fried. Uh, there is, however, an entire cottage industry built up around flaming Hot Cheetos and using them as an ingredient in other foods lists, including deep fried snacks. Uh, if you go to the official Cheetos website, they've got more than 60 recipes that can be made with Flamin' Hot Cheetos, including, get this, from last week, Flamin' Hot Mozzarella Sticks, where instead of, you know, breadcrumbs on the outside of your mozzarella sticks, it's crushed up Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Oh, yeah. There are Flamin' Hot Pickles, which you've made before. Flamin' Hot Turkey Legs, Fried Shrimp, Mac and Cheese Bites, Honey Ham, in a tribute to Richard Montañez, Flamin' Hot Elotesless. Burritos, there's even a Flamin' Hot Chocolate Milkshake. I think that would be pretty good. We've talked about, like, the, uh, you know, Mexican hot chocolate with spices in it, like cayenne. Makes it a little bit tingly when you drink it. Yeah. That's probably pretty good with Flamin' Hot Cheetos. I don't know about how the cheese would work in that. Yeah, probably But not. I guess cheese is dairy and hot chocolate has dairy in it. <laughs> Hmm, maybe. Uh, foodbeast.com is a website list that has an additional 35 recipes for using Flamin' Hot Cheetos in your cooking. And you can even buy, if you really want to, a battery-powered Cheeto-branded cheese puff grinder to pulverize your Flamin' Hot Cheetos into a dust that you can then use to flavor anything that you dare to amp up with some uh, red-orange heat. Couldn't you just use like the thing you use to make hummus? A food processor? Sure, you could use a food processor. You could use a mortar and pestle. You could use a... Ziploc bag and a mallet. Uh, you could just crunch them in your hands if you wanted to. Then you'd get it all over your your fingers. Oh, speaking of orange heat, that would be a good nickname for somebody with uh, Cheeto fingers, huh? Orange heat. Oh, H. That's right. Liz, I once had a hot Cheetos cheeseburger. Remember that? Yeah. We went to the sugar factory or whatever it was called. What was that place called? I don't know. One of those places that has the crazy ostentatious milkshakes that have like half the candy counter stapled to the outside. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this was a standard cheeseburger, but it had a big slab of cheese on top, like melted mozzarella stick style cheese that had been coated in flaming Hot Cheetos and then deep fried. And then the fries were covered with Hot Cheeto dust too. It was pretty good. I feel like the Hot Cheetos that they put on top of the fries were stale though. Uh, yeah, of course. If they're going to sit on top of the like steaming hot french fries that have just been fried in oil, they're going to absorb some of that steam and get kind of nasty. It's kind of, it's tough to put together a concept like that. It's mostly for the shock value, I think. Somebody that orders that takes a few pictures for Instagram and then throws half of it away. Like what we did. Mm, yeah, that's true. I only ate half of it. I was pretty full that day, I recall. Liz, speaking of being full, this episode's getting pretty full. It's time to check out the back of the box, a weekly segment where we play a little game. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. Liz, we have a new segment this week. Let them actually eat cake. Or have your cake and eat it also. Or cake me home tonight. <laughs> That's right. It's a new segment. Uh, whatever you want to call it, this new segment, uh, let them actually eat cake, have your cake and eat it also, or cake me home tonight. Alyssa, we try. A cake. Yeah. You don't like cake, Alyssa. No. When it's your birthday, you do not have a birthday cake. No. What do you have instead? 
Cinnamon rolls. Yeah, I bake cinnamon rolls for you, and then we put a candle in the middle of a cinnamon roll. Your brother doesn't like cake either, come to think of it. On his birthday, he gets a wedge of watermelon, and we put a candle in that and uh, sing to him. Yeah. I like cake just fine, actually. Uh, if there is cake, I will eat it. Uh, when I was a kid, I only wanted the frosting, list, and I would secretly throw away the cake, but now I like a bite that has the perfect balance of cake and frosting in concert. The synergy, I think, is what I'm after there. I like, if I'm going to eat the cake, it has to be more cake than icing. Sure. You do not like the... The frosting. It's too much. Too sweet. Yeah, I too like... Too sweet. I like the frosting, but if it's those like ShopRite cakes, the frosting is just not good. Very sugary, right? Yeah. You know, I found some grocery store cakes are using whipped cream icing now, which I find to be better than the standard buttercream. It's like very soft and fluffy and light and not yeah. too sugary. Those are good. If you get a standard, like a standard buttercream, it's That's just a lot. That's what we got on Super Bowl night. Oh, that's right. From McMillan's. Shout out to McMillan's Bakery, which has the best uh, cream donuts, I think, in the world, as far as I can tell. Liz, um, since you don't like cake very much, I was concerned that you might not like this segment, but I've got a surprise for you. Because what we have today is a cake in name only, Alyssa. Uh, What we're going to eat right now is a piece of a Mrs. Fields cookie cake. Yes. So it's really just a giant cookie that's masquerading as a cake. It's a cookie that has some some frosting on top of it. Uh, a chocolate chip cookie, Alyssa, the size of a large pizza. It's genius. Best idea. Now, ever. it's hard for you to see because this is already cut up. Uh, can you see what it says on the top of the cookie cake? <laughs> get well soon. <laughs> it Mike. says get well soon. Uh, do you know why it says that? Well, it's because uh, through some hilarious, like, curb your enthusiasm style miscommunication and misunderstanding, some of your mom's friends mistakenly thought that I had a deadly disease, which I do not actually have. Uh, And because they were, like, in a hurry, they did not realize that I don't actually have a deadly disease, and they just kind of moved on to the next topic. So mom's friends thought that I was dying, uh, and I'm not, very much not, but I told my friends this, and they thought it was very funny, so they decided to send me a get well soon cake for an ailment that I don't have, which is an excellent escalation of the joke. They gave mom a heart attack. (laughs) That's right. Mom thought, even though she knew that I was not actually sick, she thought when she saw this that somehow I was. (laughs) And she kind of worked herself into a shoot over that, which was pretty funny. She was sitting at the counter like this. I was like, Mom, what's wrong? She's like, I think they sent us the cake that was meant for someone else. And she was like freaking out. I was like, Mom, I don't think it's for us. Yeah, it was was just a joke, but a utilitarian joke because I like cookie cake and now we're going to get some podcast content out of it. So double plus good on uh, Friends of the Show. she was talking with her hands too. That's how you know she was a (laughs) That's right. Anyway, a uh, big shout out to friends of the show, Jim and Jenny. So let's try this and see what we think. You've already eaten an entire piece of this. It is so good, isn't it? So there's something there's something interesting about cookie cake where it's very dense, but very moist and, and chewy. And it it doesn't get like dried out and crispy like you would think a thin cookie does. It's like a cookie dough. Yeah, it's very doughy. It doesn't have much of a buttery flavor. So that leads me to believe it's mostly made with oils. It's almost like fudgy, like almost brownie texture, Alyssa, but with a cookie dough flavor. A lot of chocolate chips. The frosting on top is crunchy and not creamy. Yeah. And I think that works here because it's a nice contrast of uh, flavors and textures. Anyway, we're going to do a whole episode on cookie cake one time, but we had this and I wanted to eat it. So here it is. It's a new segment. Oh my gosh. Look at that. You've wadded up a piece of your cookie cake into a ball. Yeah. Doesn't that look like the Ben and Jerry's one? It does. It looks like a little cookie dough nugget that you would find in ice cream. 
Yeah, cookie cake is great. A, A tier for sure. I mean, we'll probably amend that when we do a whole episode, but man, it's good. I could eat a whole cookie cake. I would be real sick if I did that. Like for real, I would need, I would need another get well soon cookie cake. And then get even more sick. That's and right. And then need multiple cookies. And I would just spiral from there. <laughs> cookie cake is so much fun to play with. <laughs> it's like a Play-Doh. It is. It's in fact- so much starch or like- Do you think there's cornstarch in it? There could be. I mean, cornstarch- That's true. Cornstarch is an additive that we put in our multiversal cookies of madness. That's right. Anyway, yeah. Excellent segment. Excellent snack. And this podcast should reach you in excellent condition, satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. If you've got a question for us, you can write to the address on the label. That's junkfoodpod at gmail.com. Liz, yeah. any final thoughts on hot Cheetos? Um, no. No? No. Well, in that case, this podcast- Except that my stomach hurts. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, we will be uh, reaping the- be- <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> uh, paying dearly for this, I think. Anyway- You're have to pay the plumbers dearly. Pay the pipers? Rodney to Piper, pay the pipers, pay the plumbers. And eat a pickled pepper. And eat a pickled pepper. Very good, Liz. That's way to take us out. Way to take us out. (laughs) Leave it at that. (laughs) This podcast has contained your recommended daily allowance of fun. For more, go to X Instagram threads, Blue Sky, wherever you choose to be social. Find us at Junk Food Pod. You can watch fun size reviews on YouTube, buy our merch on TeePublic, and don't forget to catch all the snacks in each and every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Until we see you again for Alyssa, I'm Mike. Pasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Bye.